Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Kicks. I'm Liv, this is M. M. Say hi. No. We're psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and psychic comedians here to bring you all of the cool things on everything metaphysical, paranormal, spoopy, and in between. Today we're doing listener stories. Yes, you and all of your friends can submit listener stories and have us mispronounce your names, read them incorrectly, and get super excited about the spoopy things that happen in your life. And also give you a little detail, as insightful as possible, because we're psychic mediums. So we'll let you know what we think about your story, too. Not just read it and get spooked, but, you know, it's a byproduct. First, we're going to start with Experience in the Philippines by Chris O. Chris says, first off, I just want to say that my wife and I love your content and binge your videos all the time. We always look forward to new videos and hope that y'all never stop creating. Well, Chris, thank you. We hope to not stop creating too. And because of people like you, can't stop, won't stop. So Chris's story says, back when I was in kindergarten, my family and I talked about the time I got sick in the Philippines. My family and I decided to spend Christmas break of 1995 in the Philippines. One of the days there, we visited my parents' and grandparents' hometowns in the province. There I met my great-great-grandmothers, which was super cool, I assume. After spending a few hours at their home, they told me there was a beach behind the house. I ran behind the house and being American born, I pictured a Florida tropical beach. To my realization, it was the opposite. Down the way, there was a coconut factory and washed up coconuts all on the shore were rotting. I went to my parents and I said, this beach is disgusting. And almost in an instant, I started throwing up. Next thing I knew, I awoke in bed with my great uncle next to me looking relieved that I had finally awakened. Backstory, it is believed that I was cursed by what are called duendes. In Filipino culture, these creatures are described as goblins, elves, or dwarves, short in stature and often old and shriveled with beards and hats of various colors. When running up to the beach, I had not asked their permission to step on their land and added salt to the wound by insulting their home and calling it disgusting. Years passed, and I remember talking about the experience with my mom in my late 20s. I asked her about it, and I told her my point of view. I remembered getting sick, and I remembered waking up in bed with a bunch of Sprite cans next to me. She said that I had been, quote, touched. They had called in the town witch doctor and had to sacrifice a chicken in order to bring me back. I asked if I was sleeping because I didn't remember anything, but she said I was awake, just not responsive, specifying that I looked as if the lights were on, but no one was home. In that moment, I had a flashback. I remembered waking up for like half a second. I was laying down and I saw a circle of individuals over me chanting something. After this ritual was performed, I came to and the first thing I said to my mom was, I'm hungry. (laughs) Apparently, that was a good sign. I was also a very overweight child, so that could have been a coincidence too. I remember telling the story to one of my coworkers years ago, and he said that since I was touched by the other side, it is possible I may experience things that others can't. He was right. Throughout my life, I feel like I have encountered and felt things others have not. After my Philippines experience, I can recall as if it happened yesterday, seeing a ghost run from one side of my house to the other. I also had been visited by my grandmother shortly after she passed, and this is pretty recent. He says, there was also times I had uncontrollable anxiety like I knew bad news was coming, but for no reason. Two occurrences because of that have happened. One was where I knew my dad was going to tell me my grandmother had cancer, and the other was that sometime later he would have to let me know that she had passed. 
After having both of these inclinations, my dad indeed told me my grandmother had cancer and she did later pass. But these are my stories. Again, my wife and I look forward to your new content. Best, Chris. Chris, why would you be so mean to the Dewandes and their coconut beach? Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I read it and I was like, this is great. What do you see? Because I don't know that what I see is real. The Dewandes make me think about the little coconut people from Moana. Did you ever watch that movie? What? Not only is, and I'm probably saying this wrong, and I'm sorry if I am to anybody of Filipino heritage, but the way I read it was Duandes or Duendes. And every time um, I see something that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in, I say Dewanye because it's spelled like that, and I think it's funny. So <laughs> the fact that you haven't watched Moana and you don't know who the coconut people are just makes me really sad because it's a fabulous movie because it has Dewanye the Rock Johnson in it and possibly Duendes. But that's what it makes me think of is the little coconut people from Moana. They're like trickster spirits kind of, I feel like, but I'm not entirely sure. Are they like three feet tall? Possibly. And they look kind of like Dolby. They could. In this one, it says that they look like elves or goblins or something with different colored hats. Interesting. Maybe they're elves from vacationing from the North Pole. <laughs> I mean, they're scary looking and they're tiny, tiny evil. That's really cute. I need four of them. <laughs> I would like them to protect my backyard. Yeah, I also see a dude that's like balding. He has white hair and he's got brown pants on and like... A button-up shirt, but I don't know who he is, so. Maybe he's Chris's grandfather or one of his great uncles or something. Mm -hmm. Does he talk about the Sprite? Dude, I need Sprite. Sprite? Bitch, yo, thirsty. Go grab Sprite. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, he had Sprite cans around him, and that was the beginning of a rap song. I still don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> it has everything to do with nothing all at the same time. Okay. Your turn. Okay. I'm going to read one that says my sleep paralysis gat and it's oh. by Heather W. What? I love this one. Oh, <laughs> I had my first sleep paralysis experience a few years ago when I was living in my first post-college apartment. My first experience really freaked me out for a while. I woke up laying on my side facing away from my bedroom door. Initially, I was just chilling because nothing was happening but then after a few minutes, I felt a male presence come up behind me and lay behind me in my bed and put his arm around me. Like Ugh. creepy, creepy spooning lol. Ugh. Oh, that's what you were doing? Yeah. I was like, why are you making that sound? Because <laughs> it's creepy. I knew I was the only one home and my heart was racing while I tried to force myself to turn over and see who what had just crawled into bed with me. After what felt like forever, but what probably just was 30 seconds i was finally able to move and of course nothing was there behind me it was such a strange experience for me i was like whoa do i have a secret spirit boyfriend <laughs> this happened a few more times throughout the time i lived in this house but i had another experience that is actually one of my favorite memories from living there there were some days where I would wake up on my back just staring at the ceiling, unable to move. Sometimes I would feel a creepy presence in the corner of my room and get scared, but sometimes I just felt normal. 
Every time I woke up in this position and experienced sleep paralysis, my sleep paralysis cat would come visit me. I would feel a cat jump onto the foot of my bed, walk across, and come curl up in a little purling ball on my stomach. This calmed me down when I felt the scary presence or just made me feel super relaxed. I have not experienced this after I moved away, and sometimes I miss my little spirit kitty. Now I have a cute, cuddly, physical kitty named Darcy, and I hope she hangs out and plays with my spirit kitty while I'm out. I hope you don't tell my spirit kitty is an evil entity that wanted to eat my soul or something. That would really put a damper on my memory for me. I love your channel and want to say thank you for all of the work you put into your content. Absolutely adorable. When I read this story, I was like, oh, she has a spirit kitty. I want a spirit kitty. I have a real kitty, but it just bites me and I love it. But it also physically, mentally, and emotionally hurts me on a normal basis. So I would like to have a sleep paralysis kitty that only makes me feel cuddly and warm, just like you do. Who wrote that? Heather. Heather? Yeah. Thanks, Heather. I enjoyed reading your story a lot. Brought me a lot of comfort and joy. So I definitely think that Heather has a sleep paralysis kitty for whatever rhyme or reason. Because I see like this little like soot gray ashy looking kitty and they just chill you out for whatever reason. I feel like they're like a spiritual guide of sorts. Which is super cute. You think she was a witch in a past life and this is one of her familiars? Possibly, yes. Because I feel like this cat knows her, like knows her soul, which is why it comes to her when she needs her, which is really cute. Because it's not like a spirit guide and it's not an actual cat. It's It's like a spiritual being. I agree. I feel like they were tied together from a past life. It's so cute. Which is weird. Love it. Love everything about it. Well, who's the dude that laid next to her? I didn't even care about that because there was a kitty cat involved. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, now I'm asking. <laughs> that was the first part of the story. You know? She was living in an apartment? Okay. Post-college apartment. Yeah, I feel like it's just some creepy dude that used to prowl outside the apartment. <laughs> That's horrifying. It is horrifying, but you know, but not you know. all men are horrifying. But if you decide to be a creepy spirit man or a creepy real man, it's horrifying. So... Cool. That's okay. She had a sleep paralysis, Kitty. It's fine. Next story is titled The Zoomy Creature. And it is from Bard C. Bard, I really like your name a lot. Anyways, Bard says, I used to have the most handsome black cat named Remus or Remus. I loved that howling mini panther with all my heart. So when he disappeared one day, it was truly heartbreaking. We searched for him for a long time, but nothing ever came up, so we never found out what actually happened to him, whether he's still out there somewhere alive or if he'd passed away. Some few years later, I adopted another black cat, a sleek little boy, who I named Lupin in honor of Remus. Remus, sorry. One evening, we sat down for dinner, eating and chatting, when I saw out of the corner of my eye this little dark streak zoom past under me from the left where my brother was sitting and out the other side toward the kitchen, where our back door is. Not only did I see this, but I felt it like something zoomed past my legs really, really, really fast. Lupin at this time was already outside, having gone out prior to us sitting down to eat. His cat flap was also set so that he could go out whenever he wanted, but was locked if he wanted to come back in so as to avoid unwanted presence being brought in. Basically, that zoomy creature I saw could not have been Lupin. 
I looked to my brother and I said, did you see that? And he said, I mean, I think I felt something go past. It went towards you. I was in disbelief. I've had similar-ish experiences with little tiny creatures before, but this was the first time someone confirmed it to me, which really solidified my belief that it actually really happened. It was the fact that this zooming creature felt bigger than my current cat, who is really a very wee little thing. So naturally, my first thought was to think of Remus. Then, maybe only a few minutes later, Lupin appeared at the cat flap asking to be let in. If this was Remus, then I hope he's okay, because not knowing what happened to him, I couldn't say a proper goodbye. I still miss him so much. Thank you so much to the two of you for sharing your experiences and understandings of this. It's helped me a lot as I really struggle to accept this part of me. I like to think I have some kind of ability, but often just blame my mental health stuff instead. I want to work on it, but honestly, I still get really scared to actually try. I hope you both have fantastic days and keep on keeping on. Bard. It's so cute. Is Remus a dog? Remus is a cat. Oh. Yeah. Then what do you see? A black cat that runs past and he's large. I feel like he was alive for a while, like out wherever he was. But when he did finally pass for whatever reason, that's when he zoomed past him out of the house. Like, I got this. Everything's fine. Got you. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like that's why you didn't know anything about him for a while because he was still alive, but he did pass. And when he did, that's when you had your experience at dinner. Interesting. It's so cute. I really like creatures. <laughs> Tag your it. So, my sleep paralysis demon loves me. This is from a patron. Her name is Cherish V. So, the story goes, when I was in high school, I was on the dance team working night shifts at a job and was taking college courses. So I was exhausted all the time. I would take a nap right after school, head to work, and then after work, I would obviously go to bed for real. And that's when I would get sleep paralysis. I know it has so much to do with REM sleep and my body being tired and my mind being awake and all of that. Like, I absorbed all of the information I would look up about it because it happened every single night. My experience with sleep paralysis started with me laying on my side, facing away from the window. My bed was in the center of my old room, so there was a space between the bed and the wall I was actually facing. Then I started to hear buzzing in my ears and pressure in my head. The feeling of the pressure in my head and ears was like someone with a firm grip was kind of like squishing my brain. Then I couldn't feel my body move, but my eyes were open kind of. It was like my eyes were squinting and I kept blinking trying to stay awake. This happens every time I get sleep paralysis. I notice this blue glowing crackling lightning on the wall I was facing that seemed like the actual source of the lightning was behind me. Then a shadow of a huge bulky man showed on the wall in front of me but he was behind me. I was thrashing and scared But obviously, I wasn't actually moving. Then, the giant man who scared me disappeared, and that's when I felt a comforting, gentle hand on my hip, and I woke up. At that time, I genuinely thought it was God, but now I don't think it was. After this, I would get sleep paralysis almost every night for probably almost two years. 
at the point where I would feel the buzzing in my ears and the pressure in my head and I would get annoyed. Like really, again, it was almost like a chore at that point. I don't remember much about those sleep paralysis dreams because of a past life. My mind blocks out the most traumatizing things. Fast forward, I had my door taken away because of abusive parent reasons and I was trying to fall asleep. I had moved my bed to be against the wall on the opposite side of the door. I had the buzzing and pressure and fell into sleep paralysis. I was doing the unusual thrashing, trying to wake myself up when I noticed this silhouette of a human that I've seen a lot in my sleep paralysis dreams. I think either it's male energy or has no gender. It was standing in the open door watching and then it walked towards me. With each blink as it got closer, it started putting on sweaters that my dad had, maybe to make me more comfortable. Once it reached me, he brought up his hand to stroke my hair and then leaned down to kiss my forehead. I didn't feel the kiss, but I felt it pushing my hair back. That's something my dad would do. I woke up pretty scared. After that experience, I would see the dark silhouette peek out at me all the time, like around doorways. I always felt like it was just observing me. I don't think I've seen it in a while, but maybe I have, and I feel like I'm just imagining it. Thoughts? What do you see? Sounds like a gaslighting ghost. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, because like, why is it scary, and then why is it not scary, and then why is it scary, and then why is it not scary? She's in sleep paralysis. <laughs> Sounds like a gaslighting ghost. So then what do you see for it? It might be poltergeisty activity. But I feel like each time she sees it, it pulls her out of her sleep paralysis. <laughs> exactly. But isn't that a good thing? Yeah. It could be her psyche trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, that's what you mean? Yeah. Of like, if that's what people treat you like, like mean and then not mean, then that could be what you manifest as a ghost. Got you. Because I don't necessarily see like a human soul or anything with it. I feel like there might have been human souls that were trying to help her with it, which is why it got better. But it's weird. I don't yeah. think it's like a single, single answer type thing. Got you. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> well, then what do you think? It can be different. I don't know. I see a man. Okay. With brown hair. Who's medium build, tall, and has like a white shirt that's buttoned up and has like a pattern on it. And I don't know who that is, but that's who I see doing it. Doing the good part or the bad part? The good part? Was there a bad part? Well, yeah, she was scared at certain points. She was in sleep paralysis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was causing sleep paralysis. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like one human soul that was helping them. To not be in sleep paralysis. Like, get yeah. over it. That's who I see. That's cool. <laughs> what was their name? Oh, this person, Cherish. Thanks, Cherish. We cherish your story. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. My turn. Okay. This is a shadow figure hiding in dot, 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 a lamp fringe. The story is by, and I apologize if I mispronounce your beautiful name. I think it's Marlena or Maria, Marialina P. Marialina P. I like it. Marialina says, 
To begin with, I would like to express how glad I am to have found your channel. I have always been drawn to metaphysics long before I became aware of the spiritual world, but it is hard for me to start any metaphysical discussion with others since I don't know many people who are interested in these topics. Through your channel, I'm able to think, learn, and broaden my horizons, which is something I really am grateful for. I am from Athens, Greece, and I have some metaphysical stories that happened to me throughout the years, especially when I was a teenager. The first story I would like to share is perhaps the most terrifying paranormal event that has ever occurred in my life, but it took many years, weird events, and an emotional breakdown, including multiple panic attacks, for me to accept that there is another world I have been ignoring all these years. So, this is their story. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Everything happened either around Christmas or Easter. I was a teenager and my family and I visited our vacation home in a tiny stone-built village in central Greece. The house was built on the foundations of an older home and I have never felt uneasy or scared there. It was a quiet two-story home with three bedrooms. One morning, my parents and an aunt that was staying with us decided to visit a nearby village as an excursion. My teenage self was simply not in the mood to get up early and spend the whole day with older relatives, so I decided to stay home alone, which didn't scare me at all. I was laying on my bed under the blankets and the room was filled with sunlight. The two windows by my bedside were closed. It was a bit cold at the time and they were slightly covered by traditional decorative lace curtains. I was reading a book while listening to a local radio station with my earphones. All of a sudden, the signal was lost, which was common for the area, and all I heard was an annoying glitchy radio sound, and somehow I felt isolated, as if I was underwater and my senses were heightened. Although this was not a scary occurrence, for some reason I felt terrified as I saw a tall, dark figure crossing in front of the windows on my right. As I turned my head towards it, I saw the curtains move violently, as if the windows were open during a storm, but the windows and my door were closed. The shadow was getting smaller and smaller to the point that it looked like a dot. Surprisingly, I saw it landing on the fringe of the lamp that stood on my nightstand. The lamp had small knitted balls hanging around its shade, a traditional lamp style for that area, lol. I was shocked to see that only one of these balls, the one where the shadow landed on, was now moving back and forth in a slow-paced, unnatural way. As this happened, within seconds, I was petrified. 
I told myself that what I saw was probably a fly and I started getting closer to see as if the fly was indeed standing on it. Not only was there no insect anywhere in the room, but the little ball stopped moving suddenly as if two invisible fingers were now holding it. I remember hiding under the blankets while trying to call my parents with my eyes shut. I was too afraid to open them. I didn't want to risk seeing the real face of the shadow figure. Long story short, I stayed under the blankets until my parents returned from their excursion. I remember that everyone laughed at the lampshade fringe story, which might be indeed laughable, but ever since, I never stay in that room. Nothing else happened to me in that house until a few years ago after the death of my father. Every summer, I hear noises in the house or at the garden as soon as the night comes. I feel as if someone else lives there, but for some reason, I don't think that it's my father's spirit. To be more precise, I feel as if the entire village has turned a bit spooky. Therefore, I'm not sure if what I saw was attached to the house or to the area. Fun fact number one. The village is located on one of the most magical mountains in Greece, home of the mythical centaurs and other creatures. Fun fact number two is, I accidentally found an old newspaper article while researching for a random topic. I work in media that mentioned this village, and an old lady living in the different house had once seen many consecutive dreams of different saints, warning her about an evil thing buried under her tiles. She indeed found human bones buried in the foundation of her home, and she had to throw them in the sea as indicated in her dreams. She otherwise would have had many misfortunes, according to the saints. Thank you for reading my experience. I will definitely share more stories in the future. Thank you so much, Marielina. I appreciated your story, and it was actually one of the most well-written stories that I've received and not had to actually like change grammar stuff, so... Thank you. Also, I, I like that it's called like something in the lamp fringe question mark. What do you think, Em? I see a dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you also see a dude? No, I just like the way you say it. Oh, yeah, I see a dude. And? I don't know. I don't know if he's real or not. I see a dude that's bald and he has dark skin. Bald. Bald. Yeah. Bald. Maybe that's why he was trying to get into the lamp fringe. Make it look like he had a head of hair. I don't know. I feel like he was trying to bring your attention to something, but I don't know what that is either. So mm. Maybe it was the bones under the floor. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I feel like I thought it was interesting that you said that the place where the house is is like one of the most magical mountains in Greece because that's how I felt when I was reading the story. Like there's just a lot of like mythological creatures everywhere. So I was like, that tracks. <laughs> I feel like it's just one of the like spiritual entities of wherever it is that your coal house is. Yeah. I want to come. I want to <laughs> visit. I want to eat baklava with you. <laughs> Get baklava spirit, drunk and watch the lamb fringe move. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your turn. Okay. The story is called The Tall Shadow in My Basement. Ooh. And it's by JCC. When I was little, I used to have this reoccurring dream of these two shadow men murmuring in very low tones, and they told me that I had to be extremely still and quiet or they would kill me. So I kind of pushed away from the spiritual world. Thinking back, I used to experience a lot from ending up on the floor after sleeping to my arm or leg moving without me moving them. About a year or so ago, I started to really get into spirits, entities, energy, and all of that. But I wasn't experiencing anything. This is where things got bad, and I've been kicking myself in the butt because I was so stupid. I went to a graveyard near my hometown and practically invited stuff to come with me. 
Since then, I've heard people walking or running up the stairs, the pantry and bathroom doors slamming shut upstairs. Did I mention my bedroom is in the basement right next to the stairs where I feel like the most energy? The way my basement is set up, you come down the stairs and my room is on the left and the laundry room is on the right, along with another odd room that no one goes into. In the laundry room on the stairs... And under the stairs is where I feel the most energy. It feels negative and makes me sick just writing this sitting in my room. Every time I think or talk about it, my chest gets heavy and I feel like I have to throw up. One night I was talking to my stepsister. I think she's a bit empathetic and she was telling me how she was experiencing the same stuff. So we did that thing where one person goes and sits by themselves and the other one is on the spirit box. She opened the door to my room to leave, and I saw this tall, masculine thing standing over her, smiling devilishly. She didn't see or feel this thing because she walked out of my room, closed the door, and stood staring underneath the stairs. I saw it through and stared at the door until she ran back in a couple seconds later, saying she doesn't feel right and the stairs make her nauseous. But here's the thing. When she walked back into my room, I saw the same man smiling and laughing at her from the corner of the laundry room behind where she was standing a few moments prior. It was as if it was laughing at her because she couldn't see it that it was behind her. It was portraying itself to her as if it was something else, but it was watching her, feeding off her energy. She saw me staring at the corner and ran and shut my door. Since then, I've been seeing a lot of shadows and hearing things in and out of my room. When I dissociate and really focus, I can see this big cloud of what looks like smoke, and it does not feel good. This thing was showing itself to me as something that has evil intentions, but it won't touch me. It wants me to feel scared and fear it because it's feeding off that energy. I've been working on my empath senses, and I'm scared of what I'll find. So my question for you, Em and Liv, is there an evil entity in my basement or have I had a spoopy attachment since I've been little? P.S. I forgot to say, but when my stepsister came back into my room, the spirit box said, come back, like it was luring her into the basement. You got a spoopy basement, my dude. Why are you in that basement? Dude, I would literally sleep in the kitchen instead of the basement. You see a dark thing in there? Fuck yeah! Are you kidding me? Get out of there. Why are you sleeping in the basement? Well, was it there the whole time? Or did she bring it from the graveyard or whatever? I don't think she brought it from the graveyard. So then was it just there? I think it was there, but you weren't spooked until you went to the graveyard. (laughs) Ah. You gave it the free buffet ticket, my dude. That was uh, like CC's is having an all-you-can-eat buffet of scaredness. That was you. So what does it look like? Looks like a scary demon face. I see like a dark face that has like really large pronounced white eyes and their smiles like way too upturned. Kind of like a more oppositely colored and more human looking face of like the anonymous mask, you know? No. You've never seen the anonymous mask? I don't know what that is. Goodness gracious, Emily, you haven't seen Moana. You don't know what anonymous is. (sighs) yeah i couldn't have i wouldn't have been able to tell you it was from moana either so give me a second this is the anonymous mask 
It looks like that, ah, but instead of being fun. mostly white with black accents, it's black with white accents. Yeah, I could believe that. But I don't think you have an attachment. You just got to ignore the duty head that thinks Their that house your house has an attachment. <laughs> your house has an attachment. No, I don't know. He tells me that he comes in from the walls of the basement. And I'm like, is that like Ooplek? I also don't know what that means. You don't know what Ooplek is? No. It's like this, this sticky putty that you buy in the store that like melts into your carpet. Then your mom's mad at you because you got it on the carpet. In the walls, ooze, green, slime. That's what it's like. You just got to go down there and play that episode of SpongeBob until he's like, man, I can't have fun here anymore. <laughs> Girl's making fun of me. Yeah. Just be like, you don't wear underwear. Uh-huh. <laughs> go down there and just play Jack Black. Watch, oh, watch Nacho Libre. Nothing can ever be scary when you're watching Nacho Libre. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when is this one going to come out? I don't know. like in a month or so from now at least okay dude i don't know when you're gonna post it (laughs) you not know my dude it's a mystery and her name was mystery (laughs) yeah so we got one more for you guys also i would like to say that my sleep my sleep paralysis demon loves me was from a patron cherish so thank you so much if you guys want to become a patron and have patreon priority of having your stories read on listener stories and on the internet then uh, become a patron and you too can help prevent forest fires so this one is called whoops wrong kid and it's by emily s aka rose because she says hi em and Liv. My name is also M, but you can call me Rose, so it makes it less confusing. (laughs) Already confused. (laughs) Oh, why? Because she has two first names now? No. Her name's Emily. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So how is that confusing? Because my name is Emily. I know, so we're going to call her Rose, so it's not confusing to you. It's still confusing. (laughs) Okay. Well, we tried M. Other M. M M-S. Exactly. (laughs) We tried. M-M. Like the letter M, like M and M is still okay, story <laughs> is still confused. Anyways, they say, I have two stories for you. One that's kind of funny and another that was more of like a personal nightmare. First one that's funny is called whoops, wrong kid. And I really like how you fix how you uh, start this because it's very much Emily Rose. Like, uh, uh, what's her name from Golden Girls in Sicily? Rose. Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia. It's like Sophia from the Golden Girls. Okay, ready? Picture it. 2010, my first year of college in the spring semester had just started. I was living in the dorms where my three roommates and I each had our own rooms with a communal kitchen and a living room. One night while I was sleeping on my terrible dorm mattress with memory foam topper. Wow, you were like one of the better off kids. I didn't know that they made memory foam toppers. And then when I saw it, they were like 30 bucks. I was like, man, I'm just going to have to sleep on this diaper forever. Anyways, Rose says, I was awoken with a start. Mind you, I'm usually a very heavy sleeper. When I was a kid, I slept through a car crashing into my home. So nothing short of being shaken awake should wake me. Interesting. I sat up bleary eyed, looking around my dark room, searching for the cause when I caught movement out of the corner of my eye. I looked over and froze, trying to comprehend what I was seeing. 
by my leg was the imprint of a hand rising from the memory foam as if someone had just stepped back from leaning on my bed. Seeing that, I bolted for the kitchen where I spent over an hour calming my adrenaline rush before cautiously returning to bed. When I mentioned this to my one roommate, my now best friend, she had a similar experience that night, but the presence felt familiar. There was even a familiar smell. She believes it was her late mother visiting her. It's kind of funny thinking about it now because our rooms were right next to each other. We even shared a wall. So her mom must have gotten us mixed up. Lol. <laughs> Do you imagine the spirit of your mom trying to be like, I'm so proud of you, honey, for going to college. And then you freak out your n- best friend to be instead because you're like, whoops, wrong kid. Was that her mom? I think so. You don't think so? Well, I think it was for the one who's, it was actually their mom. Yeah, it was a mix-up. But up. she's talking about someone who's not her mom. So what happened was Rose had, like, someone's hand imprinted on her memory foam when she woke up. Mm-hmm. And then her friend right next door had the same thing that night. And she thinks that it was her mother. But her mom accidentally went to Rose's room first instead of hers and ended up scaring her. Oh, Why? Because she... Is that what you see? It's the wrong kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you see? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. So, Rose says, the parasite. Again, beginning first sentence is great. It was December 23rd, 2009 when I first felt it. I was staying over at my older brother's apartment before the big family Christmas get together the next day. This is weird, I know, but we shared his bed because his sofa was trash and I wasn't going to ruin my back. With a pillow as a boundary line, we went to sleep late that night, except I didn't sleep. The whole night, I got this horrible feeling of something watching me from the doorway. I'd never experienced anything like this before, and it scared me so much, I just couldn't ignore it. I even sat up at one point to see if anything was really there, but that just made it worse. I vaguely made out a silhouette of something tall and black and started to panic. My brother reached over, patting me on the shoulder, thinking I had had a nightmare. But no, I was awake, and I didn't feel better until the sun came up. After returning to school and after the previous story, the familiar horrible presence came back, and I began to experience chronic sleep paralysis. I had been going through a bad breakup with a bad boyfriend, and I was at a very low point in my life. Looking back, the episodes were fairly standard for sleep paralysis. There would be an evil presence in the room or on top of me, and I wouldn't be able to move. It was after the breakup that it became more frequent, more vivid, and more creative. Back then, it wasn't wildly known, so I had no idea what was happening to me, and honestly, I thought I was going crazy. I couldn't tell anyone, because who would even believe me? So I would try to not sleep, or only sleep during the day, or stay over at a friend's dorm or houses to catch a break, but even during holiday breaks, it would always find me. Eventually, this thing was only ever a silhouette of distorted space to me. It started talking to me in my head. It would call my name in the corner of come hither kind of way, like asking me to come out so it could come in. Terrified, I thought, no, 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 in response. By this point, it was the summer of 2011, and I moved into my own apartment with a new boyfriend. I wanted to change, to be better, and to be happy. I was tired of being afraid, so I finally got mad. When it tried to wander into my new home, surprisingly, I said, no, just not thought it, but actually physically said it, Its response was a low growl in my ear that reverberated through my head before leaving that morning. I'm never going to forget that sound. I had seat paralysis one final time as if it was testing me. Still, I said no. And in fact, it was more than no. 
I was pissed off and I was done with it shit. So I cursed it out, telling it to get off me and get the hell out of my home. For the first time, I fully broke the paralysis and sat up, telling it to go. It worked, and I was finally free. It has never come back. To this day, I still wonder what I experienced was just my mental health spiraling or if it was something there feeding off me. Let me know what you think, and I'm also sorry. I know stories like this can be difficult for some people. Rose. I like your story, Rose. Really good at writing. A lot. Like, really good. Is that how attachments happen? Because I feel like she saw, like, her mind made her see a dark shadow figure that was masculine presenting because of the crap that was happening. And then her mind was like, this is scary. Let's put more energy towards it over and over and over again until it, like, became more solid. Yes. Because they're telling me about Selena Spooky Boo. Mm. Because she thinks that she has an attachment with some sort of dark entity. So it's like if you put energy towards that, then it becomes more solid. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I also see an old man that was with you when you that was happening. Maybe a grandfather or great-grandfather. He has, like, short, curly, gray-white hair. And he has, like, like, funny kind of energy. He would deal with it with jokes. So, hope that makes you feel better. But I feel like that's what attachments are. Interesting. I just want to highlight the fact that she dealt with it in an absolutely superb way. Because that's how we tell people to deal with things. And like, but I just can't do it. I'm like, no, you can. You could do it. Emily S. slash Rose did it. And that's her story. She dealt with it in a perfect way. When we, because we just got back from Nevada, whenever this is posted, we went to Papa's Ranch House. And... I don't remember if it was after we got home from Papa's ranch house or from the Skinwalker Bridge, but when we were staying on our Airbnb one night, I've been sleeping on my back a lot more lately. And I woke up and I felt like there was men in our room. And when I did wake up, there was like the outline of this man standing in the corner, like over by me by the bathroom door. And I literally was like, this is absolute baloney. And I looked straight into that shadow figure's eyes and I was like, screw you and then I went back to bed and it never came back so (laughs) it's probably the black widow same energy dude there was a fucking black widow in our goddamn room and I almost died it was pretty cool I almost died it was a cool thing but anyways did you like her listener stories they're not ours they're other people's you you heard their names and if you want to submit listener stories you can go to our website and hit the extras tab to submit your listener story for a chance to be featured on the podcast, the YouTubes, and in our consciousness. So yeah, you should go also onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review because it really, really, really helps us when you leave us podcast reviews, but you should also leave a dad joke or any sort of funny comment that you thought was hilarious during this podcast or another one. And then we'll read it like we're about to do now on here. And it's great. So Angry Bitch 21 says, I love you guys. And we love you too, Angry Bitch 21. She says, or they say, Photon checks into a hotel and is asked if he needs help with his luggage. He responds, Nope, I'm traveling light. Get, get it? it? A photon of light. Mm. <laughs> Come on, we talk about time travel and parallel dimensions and uh, light, and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know what a photon is. 
Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That one's a really good one. So thank you all to everybody who has left us reviews and dad jokes. We absolutely adore you. And this is where we're going to thank our patrons because without you and everyone else, this wouldn't be possible. And uh, we love you. So you got anything else to say, Em? No. We are your meta sidekicks. Get it? It's a photon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,